Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, then now forever, C. Kane Joe Rodermill. Coming to me, yeehaw. <laughs> and Mr. Wednesday Night Live. We call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. Um, all right. Before we get into the show, real quick, subscribe on iTunes, five-star ratings and reviews. They're a huge help to the show, so if you have, like, 90 seconds you could carve out of your day, we would appreciate it. Uh, We are heading into All-In Weekend in Chicago. Uh, I don't even know a whole lot about what's on the card. All I know is that I think it's awesome that these guys are doing it. And I know at least two of our brethren from the Matt Madness podcast at least will be in attendance. Possibly more. Um, yeah, so anybody out there who's listening, I know we don't typically talk about non-WWE stuff, but obviously it is a big story. Uh, any thoughts on All In from you guys? I may be there. <laughs> I might not be there. Um, I'm excited. I really want because I'm even when I... I told Angel that about about the whole situation she was just like well when are you going to watch it I'm like I might not watch it because it's only on pay-per-view and the fight app yeah. but then now it's still ordered on pay-per-view but yeah I'm real excited I, I, I can't wait to see what happens like I have no doubt that it'll be a, a great event I'm even like talking with Nick Aldis has me even more invested in friend it. of the show the friend of the show yeah, <laughs> yeah. like that has me even more invested in it and I'm like huh well like he really well-spoken guy. He talked about the NWA and what the what the goals and their dreams that they wanted to be, and like it has. And he talked about making the NW making a championship match have that big fight feel, and that's what he did with Cody. You know, even on the Ten Pounds of Gold series, which everybody I rec- I recommend watching. So I'm really excited too. Like I really may be there. Like I said, might be there, might not be, but I'm really excited and hope they do well. Yeah, agreed. Joseph, any thoughts on All In? I mean, it's. Really can't miss situation. It it'll be it'll be good wrestling. You have some good matches. You just have some interesting wrestlers on there, so it, it'll be good. Um, I'm definitely not gonna be going. <laughs> I'll find some way to stream it. I will also definitely not be there. Well, you were there somewhat in spirit because you were at Ring of Honor Saturday. I yeah. was at Ring of Honor on Saturday for a TV taping. Nineteen hours long. I TV will. App, I will say this. <laughs> um, no one who spends time in a Ring of Honor TV taping should ever complain about the length of WrestleMania. Yes. Because at least WrestleMania is the biggest show of the year. (laughs) I spent five hours in that arena in August. (laughs) It is hot. To just watch some generic weekly TV stuff. There were like three or four moments that were like really worth being there. Aldis was there, right? Aldis was there. Mm-hmm. Him and Cody did like a promo yeah. segment that was excellent. Like, got me even more fired up for the whole thing. They did a promo at the very end, which I don't know if that was Ring of Honor stuff or if that's being the elite stuff they recorded. Mm-hmm. But it was Cody, Marty, Brandy, the Bucks, and Flip in the ring at the end of the night. 
and Cody cut like another promo about All In. And then the show closed. The night ended with Marty performing the Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme song. Oh, which was I can't believe awesome. I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anybody check check on social media for it, it was a really fun moment that they did. Whole crowd sang along with it. Um, there were fun moments, but like it was way way too long. There's no reason I should have been in that arena from <laughs> 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. for just TV. Yeah. The one thing I'll say, though, you know, my a, a buddy of mine, Jake Hyman, who I met at Scout U last year, invited me to the show. Uh, so I appreciate him doing that. I hope he had a good time. He's a big Marty Skrull guy. He got the opportunity to meet Marty before the show. Um, got to see a bunch of Bullet Club throughout the night. I was happy I got to see Jay Lethal a couple times throughout the night. Uh, very happy I got to see Brandy a couple times throughout the night. <laughs> I bet you were. I was. <clears throat> um, how, how was she looking? Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, she looked excellent as always. And the crowd, not too, too bad. Not too, but not too, too good either. No, there was, like, there was some stuff. Like, I don't know her name, the, the Women of Honor champion, Sumi. I don't know her last name. Uh-huh. When she cut a promo after her match, uh, somebody in the crowd started yelling Kyrie Sane, and that really bothered me. Oh, typical stuff. Um, and then Jake, who was sitting next to me, he's admittedly does not watch a ton of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about Cedric Alexander, how much he loves Cedric Alexander. Mm-hmm. And he was saying it's a shame that he doesn't have a lot of great competition in the cruiserweight division. And he mentioned, like, Buddy Murphy. He has to go up against Buddy Murphy. And now, if you don't watch 205 Live, if you Mm -hmm. don't pay attention to it, and the only thing you know Buddy Murphy from is Blake and Murphy, wouldn't you most likely think Buddy Murphy kind of sucks? Yes. This loser turns around... In a Boston Red, a Boston Red Sox hat <laughs> in Philadelphia, you loser, turns around and says, "Oh, are you kidding me? Buddy Murphy's like one of the best wrestlers on the roster." It's like, buddy, settle down. Like, <laughs> no pun intended. If anything, yeah, if anything, <laughs> this shows you that WWE has a problem marketing some segments of its product. It's not this guy's fault that he doesn't think Buddy Murphy's good. It's WWE's fault for not showcasing that Buddy Murphy's good. And you proved exactly why people don't like being a part of this community. You nerd. So go root for the Boston Red Sox in Philadelphia, you loser. Uh, Getting. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Um, Other than that, you had a good time. Yeah, I mean, I like I had fun. Russ came with us, too. Mm-hmm. Russ bought a ticket last minute. Prep and Jen bought tickets last minute. So we ended up with like a pretty good little crew there by the end. Squad D? Yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you what my nephew said? Uh, was this about Roman? That that too. Well, well my niece said John Cena sucks. I, I was very hurt <laughs> about that. And you disowned her. Yeah, yes. And then uh, she's I, out of the family. <laughs> yeah, but she's back now. I love her. But um, yeah. So uh, I told him I had a um, I did an interview with the NWA champion Nick Aldis, and he was like, um. Was he a straight out of Compton? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see that. That's it? awesome. Why would he ask that? NWA, the straight uh, out of Compton. <laughs> Nick Alden, straight yeah. out of Compton. <laughs> yeah, because he fit, he, fit, he fit the time. Yeah. We have to get prepped to, to do a mock-up. <laughs> and Nick Aldis, straight out of Compton. <laughs> I would like to see that person. 
so WWE. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he hears, I wouldn't be shocked if we had something by the end of the day tomorrow. Um, we got a pretty significant amount of the Shield on Raw this week. Um, we had the segment with Ron and Roman and Braun, mm. where Braun I like. That Braun is ahead of time cashing in his Yeah, yeah, it's kind of something you do to keep him strong. It's not him coming in and just cashing in out of nowhere, which you usually see. Yeah, like I like that it's, okay, on September 16th, I'm using my contract to have a title match with you at Hell in a Cell. It is in Hell in a Cell too, right? Um, Now you're being a monster. Yeah, we now know what the Shield's six-man tag is going to be. At whatever the hell this show in Australia is called. Yeah. What is it called? Super Showdown. This is the Super Great Show. I, I don't know what it's yeah. called. You're super Showdown, up. that's what it's called. The super Show. Very creative. <laughs> um, we got Seth against Kevin Owens, which Terrific match. was excellent. Yeah. Great match. Um, we got Kevin Owens retiring. <laughs> Quit. Yeah, have we have we heard any more about this since? Well, the dirt sheet rumor is that they're going to pair, pair him with Heyman. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's the rumor going around. Like they even put him on the alumni section and everything. But, like, again. Heyman's usually there to rep someone who doesn't have the mic skills. Kevin Owens doesn't need a rep. Now, see, my thing with... If they pair him with Owens, I would like it to be more like they did with Punk, where... Paul was just kind of there. That's what it will be, because, I mean, ultimately it would just be another way to push Owens. Yeah. I mean, if they do that, they're going to have more of a push for Owens. Yeah, other than, he needs other, it. Yeah, other than that, I have no clue what they're doing here. But he is booked for the Super Showdown, too, because he's supposed to be teaming, teaming with, I think, Elias to take on Cena and Bobby Lashley. Like, I do like the idea of petty Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Things aren't going my way, so I quit. I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. It's to his character. Yeah, it fits it perfectly. Uh, but came the match out, was great. Came out, cut some French, and yeah, <laughs> put on a superb match. Yeah, match was awesome. Crowd loved it. Both guys shined. Obviously, Seth retained. I mean, I enjoyed Dean versus Jinder. I like their backstage segment. When um, told me to get him out of the face. Get on my yeah. face. <laughs> enjoyed that. And what did you guys think of the main event? Roman and Braun versus Dolph yeah. and Galloway. Well, it, to me, it was kind of inevitable because one thing I talked about last week had I doing a good job with Roman and, like, not getting him booed <clears> here. <throat> so turning Strowman heel, if you want to call him heel, because he did align himself with Galloway and, and Ziggler, I, I did like it because they're still, like, keeping Roman get, keep, keep Roman getting cheered and not ha- have him not be, like, the quote-unquote bad guy nobody wants to see like they still pair him with Rollins and Ambrose to make him like st- make the shield because nobody's like I said nobody's ever going to boo the shield and I, did, and I said they're doing a good job protecting him and turning Braun heel is the smartest way to go Eric I think maybe it was Eric sent me something I don't know if it was like Seth's Instagram or Twitter sending new pics again yeah <laughs> sent me something Seth said stop. about the shield I don't remember what exactly it was um basically describing what the shield is we've done this you know in every country in every state and call yourself elite if you want to but like basically to me it made it look like the shield is back together solely because wwe is intimidated by the bullet club (laughs) i like the way roman kind of described it i mean he's like you know i had the title but these guys do what they want yeah no one's gonna stop us 
yeah, they keep quoting themselves as the workhorses, which is true in, yeah. in, all, in all aspects, but it's just some words like that kind of get you thinking, like, are they trying to, like, rival the elite in the Bullet Club? Well, like, that's what I think it is, and that kind of bothers me, because if you guys are, like, the biggest thing, if WWE is the biggest thing in wrestling, why are you afraid of somebody else? Like, that's what I don't get. All right, here it is. This was on Instagram. Seth Rollins says, Six years down, thousands of matches later, titles won and accolades accumulated in every state and in more countries than we can count. Anyone can call themselves the standard bearers, the best in the world, the elite, but we've lived and breathed that truth for so long now that it's almost an afterthought. We had one goal when we started this thing, domination. This is our business, our industry, and no one can touch us. Do you agree with that? Are they that? Because I, do, I wish I could, but I don't agree with it. I wouldn't say they're that. I mean, they're not. I mean, they're up there, but they're not the cars. They're not the bears. They're not the tippy top of the mountain. Yeah, they might be the biggest guys in WWE, but they're not changing the face of wrestling. Yeah, they're, they're not, not changing the game. They're not revolutionizing wrestling. They're just the guys who happen to be arguably the top four, three four guys four. on Raw. But this is like breaking character for me, but the Bullet Club is definitely are what they say they are. Mm-hmm. They definitely are doing something different than nobody else has done in wrestling. And as much as I love Roman, as much as I love Seth, and as much as I like Dean more now that I had that absence from him than I did before, they're not doing what the Bullet Club is doing. No, they're not. Because one, well... They physically can't do what the Bull Cubs doing. I mean, they're under WWE's kind of reign. They can't. They don't have that flexibility. Well, no, that's true. Like they are handcuffed by being in WWE. Yeah, because so much of what superstars do in WWE, like, we keep forgetting that superstar, like the, super, the success of superstars, is so predicated on what the writers do. Like if you, if you, they give you something, if you knock out the park, you knock it out the park. But. The writing is so it's it, it's so much has so much to do with your character and what's going on with you and your future. If you get if you get in crap and you don't hit it out the park, but it, it might not always be your fault. You're gonna get right back to the bottom of the car. With the Bullet Club, they have their, they do whatever the hell they want. And like Cody, like um, we talked about. Somebody said Cody said, "I'm I'm not gonna t- I'm not gonna um take your script." And right. it's so much easier for them in that aspect than people in WWE. Yeah, like. Roman Reigns is stuck getting booed for the last three years because of what WWE has forced him to say and do, whereas Cody Rhodes left, and he got to say, okay, this is what I want to say, this is what I want to do. I want to dye my hair blonde. I want to wear this ring gear, like whatever. I want to have Brandy be my valet. He's gotten to choose all that stuff, whereas they just have to deal with the crap that's served to them by WWE. But... I just don't like the idea that WWE is being defensive about this group getting so big and trying to act like, oh, no, no, we have a group that's big. Well, that's how Vince thinks. And does this maybe teach you something? Like, WWE has dropped the ball. People like stables. People always have. Because you can identify it on a personal level. Like, back in the day when it was the NWO, 
not that people were walking around saying like their group of friends was like the NWO, but you could relate your group of friends to this group of guys that you're watching on Nitro or DX. You could relate your group of friends to to Generation X, or people can, you know, relate their group of friends with the Bullet Club. Or Nick Aldis being <laughs> the NWA. Right. Yeah, straight out of Compton. <laughs> I, I think WWE has dropped the ball with the fact that people do like a faction because you get one thing that has all these little different elements to it, which is like the different talent yeah. that make up that group. And when was the last quality faction we had? The, the Shield. Shield and the Wyatts. That was it. And the Wyatt, you can't really... It's hard to say that was a success because... Yeah, I wouldn't say that was more of a faction. They didn't, that was, that was, was a group. That's like kind of what I would compare to um, New Day. I mean, well, it's not even that. Something different, but three guys, something different. Well, it's not even that. It's just the fact that the Wyatt family didn't really amount to anything. Like, they, nope. like the John Cena stuff, I loved all that, even though the mat- the matches weren't great from an in-ring perspective, perspective but it told the, all those matches told stories, and that's why I really enjoyed about it. But... The one thing about WWE, well, stables in WWE, because you talked about DX, for example. The, <sighs> DX wasn't even around that long. No. It's just the fact that we had Raw, and that was it. And then SmackDown came along, they got back together, I believe, in November of 99, and then at the McMahon-Helmsley faction came together, and they kind of, like, spread spread apart or whatever. But I mean, the nation was pretty big for a little bit. Yeah, but, but still, it was still mainly, like, a year. Or whatever, yeah. a year, a year and a half. But the thing is, we have so much TV now. We're seeing it way more than what we would see it back then because back then it was just one show. Right. But so, stables do work. Um, Quality stables. Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, there's plenty of stables that we've had that just they amounted to nothing. And like stables thing, that was a big Vince Russo thing because he kind of wanted to get everybody on the show have er- like everybody have a story because I, I rewatched the Monday Night Wars series this past weekend still still excellent and they talked it's a about, fun watch yeah still talking about it. like everybody like he cared about the undercard but Vince only cared about what Austin was doing so that, that that's kind of a rough thing too when it comes to stables and, yeah. and, and now for the shield it's like a money grab it's like okay you like the shield go out we'll, we'll give you the shield and then we'll sell you a shirt it says the city's name on it, and you'll buy it in every Some of this city. I don't think is in defense of the Bowl Club or anything like that. I think some of this is where this is where they wanted to be a couple years back, but injuries just kind of halted that, and now they're getting back to, to where they were expecting to be. Yeah, that's a good point, that they tried to do this, and they had, like, a rash of injuries. Like, I think at some point, all three guys, like, had an injury at some point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I just don't like it because I don't like that they're trying to, like, reinvent what this is, and it's not what they're saying it is. Um, Becky, Charlotte, and Carmella. Is Becky Lynch actually the new Stone Cold Steve Austin? <laughs> I mean, you, you Because did that. anybody get more love from the crowd this week nah. than Becky Lynch nope. on either show? Nope. And they just need to ride that wave. Instead of trying to force a, a round peg into a square hole... Becky Lynch is hot, turn Charlotte heel. And keep Becky Lynch who she is, but just don't kind of make, trying to make villainize her. Do you think they thought there was a chance that having her do what she did on Tuesday would make people, like, boo her or turn on her? Or do you think they knew what she, what reaction she would get? They, they knew what reaction she would get because they've been, they've been waiting for it. Because Becky Lynch has always been like that, that, that's, 
that typical goofy baby face who believes anything and all that other stuff. And they've been waiting because they've never seen her heel. And then they actually did tell a good story. Like, even Becky, like, she was, like, upset the entire time leading up to SummerSlam when Charlotte wasn't a more contender. Like, she wasn't having it. And she made her intentions clear that she wanted to win the championship. So when Charlotte ended up pinning her out of all people, taking the title from her, like, the crowd was actually waiting for it. And like you said, you can't be a heel in WWE anymore without yeah. being cheered. I mean, their attempt to have Becky Lynch heel wasn't this past week. It was the week before, and it came out, and she tried to talk trash in the crowd, but they're still behind her. Loved it. As she's saying, yeah. you guys don't support me, and everybody's cheering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was happy to see it because I'm happy that she's actually getting put in a position that she deserves to be in. I honestly liked the match as the main event. I thought it was a really good match. Yeah, I did too, because we talked about in the triple threat how Carmella looked out of place, but right here she looked more comfortable, because if you, if you put Carmella in the ring with two workers like that, of course she's going to look like the odd person out, because triple threat matches are already tough to work anyway. Yeah, I thought, I thought Carmella looked really good. Obviously Charlotte is great. And then Becky ends the show on that high note, and... Do they officially have a match at Hell yep. in a Cell? Mm-hmm. It's not a Hell in a Cell match. Though. No. I really wish they would do away with the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Yeah, because there are... How, how do I want to put this? They're like... They're against the schedule to an extent. It's like, okay, it's like okay, you know you're going to Hell in a Cell in September, so it's like, all right, so let's get ready for these Hell in a Cell matches because the Hell in a Cell actually means something back in the day. It was kind of like infused, but now it's like they're slaves to the schedule. It's a pay-per-view, yeah. yeah. It should just be a, a, a grudge match ender. It's just, we're going to do a Hell in a Cell, not a whole pay-per-view dedicated to Hell in a Cell. Right. Like, it's fine if you want to have a Hell in a Cell match every year, but, like, yeah. save it for a time when it matters. Don't just say every year we're going to have two, because there's multiple Hell in a Cell matches on this pay-per-view, right? Uh, right now, it's just two. And what's the other one? Jeff and Randy Orton. Like, why? <laughs> what the hell? Who cares about... Why is that a Hell in a Cell match? Why does that deserve... They got a lot of heat going on, and they're, 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 really, they're, really, they're really getting into it. Ron. I was waiting for you to do that. The only way you... All that, that. Why? Snap. <laughs> the only way you can finish it with the Hell in a Cell, obviously. I mean, look, I can't even say from experience that I know that this sucks, because I've every time I see Jeff Hardy or Randy Orton come on, I'm hitting fast forward because <laughs> it's just a waste of time. But I am pretty confident... That it's not good enough to warrant a Hell in a Cell match. Well, Randy's attacks on Jeff, even in, even Jeff's attack on Randy last week, they they they've been really physical because like we talked about, uh, Randy like putting his finger in Jeff's in Jeff's Ugh. ear and stuff like that. Like they've gotten physical. It's just the fact that nobody wants to see Randy Orton. Well, we don't want to see Randy Orton versus Jeff. But like Hardy. who who does? Tell me somebody <laughs> who does want to see Randy Orton. In a Hell in a Cell match. Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy. And it, I would guess Randy Orton doesn't even want to be in a Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> well, I figured maybe they'd, instead of a Hell in a Cell, they'd do a Punjabi prison match. <laughs> I would much rather that. Yeah, who, no, yeah, I don't think anybody wants to see Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy in 2018 inside I, Hell in a Cell. I'm I happy Jeff, like, <clears throat> the fact that Jeff's in this match, Jeff might jump off the top of the cell. but <laughs> He'll do something. Yeah, he'll do something cr- crazy. But the thing is, with Hell in a Cell matches, we were so spoiled in the beginning, so... We always expect, okay, somebody has to jump off the cell. If nobody jumps off the cell or anything, nobody cares about them. So yeah. what pay-per-views are you eliminating? Hell in a Cell. Uh, extreme Rules. Extreme Rules. Any gimmick. 
That's probably it. And TLC, get rid of them. Okay, yeah, TLC. That oh yeah, that's another one of my big ones. Rebrand them. Yeah, like Money in the Bank is fine because you know that's like a part that is a part of your every year. Yeah. Somebody's going to have that contract. Um, those are those are the ones I would get rid of. I don't know if there's any other one that jumps out that I'd immediately get rid of. But if we were doing like a weekly power ranking of WWE superstars, would Becky Lynch have vaulted mm-hmm. to number one this week? On the SmackDown top ten list? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, would yeah. she be number one yeah. on the top ten? On oh, my top ten list. Yeah, she'd be number one on mine, too. Uh, Elias and Trish, Excellent. did you guys enjoy that? Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> Excellent. Is there anybody who needed to get slapped more than Elias? <laughs> so good. He loved every second he of did. it. He did. great. Which makes it even better. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd let her slap me. I mean, I, the, the thing is, every time a woman comes out during an Elias segment, which doesn't happen much, I just remember the one night it was like Sasha came out, Alexa came out, and maybe one other person uh, came out, and he just like stops and looks around and he goes, it ain't bad being me. <laughs> and then they all <laughs> So, like, that version of Elias, I love. Like, so just great. the cocky. He loved every second of yeah. it. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Him saying, you know, I went from New York to Toronto. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Um, and then um, he said, Drake said he started from the bottom. He wasn't lying. <laughs> I was just like, my God. Yeah. Now, see, I don't know how much of that is him. I don't know how much of that somebody is writing. But I think, whoever's... I think there's a piece of it that's him. Yeah, at a certain sure. point, you got to think that's him. And Elias he's just rolling him. with the character. Because, like, you, you can keep him out there all night if you want, and I'll still love every second of it. Right, no, he's very good in that role. He's very good at what he does. He's, like, I don't know if I've talked about that on this, this on the show before, but, like, when Vince Carter and Antoine Jameson were playing for North Carolina, Antoine Jameson was, like, the big gun. and But you knew when they got to the NBA, Vince Carter was going to be the superstar, and Antoine Jameson wasn't. It's kind of what happened with Elias. He was very disliked on NXT, and he has exploded on the main roster. He didn't really have a character in NXT, though. It was like kind of this. It was just yeah, but to he a wasn't degree. full that character. He was just came out in that gear, and people didn't get behind it at all. Um, yeah, and then um, when El- Trish said. Elias said, yeah, you're facing Alexa Bliss at Evolution. I can't wait to see that brown panties, man. <laughs> <laughs> this guy or a like, pillow fight. Pillow fight. Like, this guy's a legend. I love Elias. He, he said crazy. something about her being 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah he said, um, <clears throat> Trish, just like all the other women in here, I know you want to walk with Elias, <laughs> but I don't date 60-year-old women. <laughs> so good. Yeah, great segment. Um, I guess it's a good like lead-in for her to get back in the fold heading into... The, the women's pay-per-view. Uh, Ronda and Alexa. Oh, go ahead. It's starting to age a bit. Yeah. I kept seeing stuff. So I don't watch live, obviously. And I kept seeing stuff on Twitter about Trish. Mm. Like people saying how good she looked. And I, she doesn't even look like Trish Stratus anymore to me. And that's not just now. I've thought that for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Her face just looks so different to yeah. me. It just doesn't even look like her. I'm getting... Um Stretch a little bit, you know? Yeah, I don't know if she, like, had work done. I, yeah. Actually, she's I'm sure definitely... Some, I'm sure there's some Botox. She's definitely thinner now than she was on the roster. I, I believe she got her implants taken out when she stopped wrestling. Well, she did that, but I think, like, her body... Why? Like, if you look <laughs> at her body overall, she definitely was more... Not even just the implants, but, like, her whole body was, like, a little thicker than it is now. I feel like she's got like really a little skinny. Meat. I like a little meat. Yeah, I, I preferred that <laughs> myself. Uh, Rhonda and Alexa, not a whole lot. Happened here. What is Rhonda's match going to be at? Uh, oh, is it? Who is it? 
her what, match. Uh, what a Hell in a Cell? Uh, yeah. It's Alexa, and then she just, and then after Raw, they made a six-woman tag for a Super Showdown. It's Ronda and the Bellas against the Riot Squad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I still, I'd, I'd watch it. Um, and what'd you guys think of Sasha and Dana? <laughs> Honestly, I enjoyed watching Dana this too. week. I, I actually felt like, oh, like this is... Because I liked her in NXT. I thought she was good, and then she got hurt. Um, but she was, like, improving. I like how they played it. It was kind of a tough first match, trying to get over that over that hill and you're throwing against Sasha. Yeah. I mean, when she had... She did something... She performed some type of maneuver on Sasha, and then did the worldwide, oh, and flip. I was like, oh, <laughs> that was so good. I... I hope that she starts to get more matches because I do like Dana. I still do think there's promise there because she is funny. Mm-hmm. There's definitely potential. Like, I remember disliking her immediately when she started NXT because I was like, oh, this is just some bodybuilder they're throwing in there because she's a bodybuilder. And then over months and her working with Emma, I'm like, oh, wait, she has a personality and she's funny and she's getting better. And then she got to the main roster and was nothing immediately. Well, she's behind. Yeah, and I think we all enjoyed what she was doing with Titus Worldwide. Oh, yeah, she started it. as their statistician. Yeah, yeah. Is, are they are they leading up to some sort of love story between her and Apollo? Looks like it. I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't either. I'm usually not the biggest fan of it, but I feel like both of them could use something. <laughs> you got to do that. something to give po- Apollo some personality. I mean, this this could help. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt. Like after like watching this, I, I thought about last year how big Titus Worldwide was. When like, they, they had the cruiserweight title, mm-hmm. then they had just got Dana Brooke. They had that press conference; only two people were there. They did a press conference <laughs> with Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> yeah, so good. They made Anthony Bourdain part of Titus Worldwide. So good. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I don't know if it'll ever get to that height again, but I do like all of them, and I do think there is potential in it when I, they actually. Do I always thought Titus was under underutilized. He is. He's an entertaining guy. Yeah, well, they use they use him as the role as the um, he's like the host of everything now. Yeah. Because I remember last time um he hosted that that um the crocodile the crocodile yes. hunter mm-hmm. and he was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was exactly that. Um, AJ and Joe. Again, not a lot to this, but effective. Still what some they good did work. Do. I, I'm just worried about what the barbecue is going to become. <laughs> Do you think we'll get footage of the barbecue? We're going to get some kind of footage. The back-to-school barbecue? Uh, yeah, we're going to get some kind of footage. I'm just I, worried I, I, about I want Joe with an apron. I don't want it to be too... <laughs> I don't want it to be... I want to be entertaining, but not too campy. Joe with the apron and the chef hat? Yes, yeah, so, say, Daddy's done cooking. It says, kiss the cook. <laughs> or you just see, like, the grill and you just see him turn around. I don't know. There is no way they could really disguise that it's him. There aren't many people with his, d- his nah. physical dimensions. Nope. But, yeah, I... I would love to get some on-site you, you will. of this. I have a feeling you'll get some stuff. And the sad thing is, not announced yet, but this is not inside Hell in a Cell. Which as of it, now. This is the one thing that should be. Yeah. Even Braun and Roman... That's a much better sell than Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. Well, them two in the Hell in a Cell. Honestly, the three of us having a triple threat match <laughs> warrants Hell in a Cell more than Jeff Hardy and Randy. You don't Orton want me to sell. You don't <laughs> want me to sell. And then I'm, I'm not hi- saying I want that. I'm, a high flyer. I'm, saying, I'm saying we warrant that match more than yeah. those two. Did. And then the, another silly thing about WWE, they announced AJ versus Joe first Super Showdown as well. So they have two more matches. Yeah, but they already announced it on on the website that they're going to face a Super Showdown. Okay. Before they even wrestle that Hell in a Cell. The thing with that is you could always you could, it could always be a rematch. 
Yeah, but still, my thing is, like, don't announce that after. Yeah. <laughs> They've been doing that a lot lately, it seems. Yeah. Too much. Um, yeah, I mean, I still have high hopes for whatever it is they do. I, I think both of these guys are great. This story has turned out to be more meaningful than I, I definitely than thought. thought. I'd assume everybody probably didn't think it was going to get to this level, but the level of personal it's gotten to, you actually feel it when you're watching it. Joe is so good at the role he's playing, where he's harassing AJ's wife, he's harassing AJ, and he's basically been taking out AJ every opportunity that he gets. Yeah, and Joe's doing some amazing work. Even rolling into this, we were <clears throat> applauding what he's been doing, and just fits this role perfectly. Yeah, and next week, well, yeah, so maybe next week the on-site footage of the back-to-school barbecue will get a little more TV time than this did. Oh, I, I really hope that's a thing. So do I. I think it would be great. Uh, oh, and speaking of Buddy mm-hmm. Murphy, him versus Cedric Alexander is official for Super Showdown as well. Is for it? Super time. So how many matches are going to be on this thing? No clue. I don't even know how long it is. I was going to say, do we know what time it airs on WWE Probably Network? Probably at least three hours. I don't know right now. Because I believe, is it in Sydney, Melbourne? Three or four hours. It just says biggest event ever in Australia. Because they're 14-ish hours ahead of us. So let's say if this thing goes on Saturday at 7. That means it would be airing here at like 5 a.m. on Saturday morning. Mm. So now I don't know if they'll alter their schedule so it airs in the United States at a more normal time or if it'll go on the time the house show normally would. Yeah, it's kind of a... Good question. Yeah. But we'll see when we get to it. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Miz with Brie and Maurice. We got Brie on the mic again, doing what oh. Brie does best. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know I love MILF Brie. Mm-hmm. But she started talking, like, yep, that, yep that's Brie Bella. <laughs> there it is. I punched him I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God. And then Nikki was on Raw. I'm like, oh, my God. Getting I don't Bell. hate them. Getting mm-hmm. Bella Overload? I don't hate them. They just don't need to talk. No. Um, well, speaking speaking of TV superstars, did you get a chance to watch Grizzly yet? No? Next week, I will definitely yeah. have seen one. You, you'll be uh, on, you'll the be hype on that is real. Yeah, I've had, like, a, a lot of moving parts the last five or six days, but at some point between this week and next week's show, I will definitely have watched a minimum of one episode of Chris Lee Knows Best. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> it's all I need, meaning I only need to see one, or you're saying once I've seen one, I You'll will binge. always watch it. <laughs> you only need one to understand me and Joey's enjoyment of okay. it. Okay. But, but I want you to put your, your hatred for country accents aside and, work and just watch the content. Well, I promise you, I, if I'm going to watch it, I will watch it to try to enjoy okay. it. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to watch it just to hate it. Don't try and enjoy it. Just let it, let it come naturally. <laughs> All just, right. Just let it flow. Just let the game come to me. Let the game, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, wh- I'd rather watch that than Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. Me too. You know what? <laughs> me too. Um, Still in the Bella segment. Yeah, Miz and Maurice got one over on Daniel and Bree this week. I thought this was really effective too. I thought the fact that they each got taken out I thought that it ended with the skull-crushing finale on Daniel. I liked that they were both wearing the same shirt. 
<laughs> Neither one in wrestling gear. They were both just both just in regular clothes, wearing the the Miz T-shirt or the the Miz baseball shirt. I thought it was a nice touch. Do you guys expect this to be good? You know what I would love. I don't think they'll do it. I want Brian to spoof the Miz. And like come out of his entrance, come out in a suit, do all his chick and stuff. I think that'll be funny because I, you have to assume that they're gonna kind of do it to go off of what they did with Cena and Nikki before. But it, like I said last week, it works so well with Cena because Cena is, he takes himself so seriously, and a lot of the stuff he does is funny without being funny. Brian, you could kind of do it, but it it won't have the same effect. I don't think it'll be bad. Um, I don't know how good it'll be, but I don't think it'll be bad. It's kind of the way I'm looking at it. And then, then there's less time, I believe, because before WrestleMania, they had like a month and a half. Here, they're only going to have two weeks to, if they want to do stuff like that. Right. I'm kind of thinking we're not going to get that. Yeah, I, 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 I don't really think so. I think if we were going to get it, we would have probably gotten mm-hmm. it this week, and we didn't. Not to mention... Who really is dying to see Brie and Maurice wrestle? Yeah, because that was a thing. That, that's I talked about that last week. I think Brie's going to face Maurice at Evolution. And not that I don't like them. It's just, you know how I feel about how Evolution should be. If you want to knock out the park, you got to put your best card forward. And Brie Bella versus Maurice isn't like really one of your things. Now, if you want to... It can be on the card, but like the rest of the card has to be like amazing. It could be an undercard match, too. Like yeah, that. but yeah, I was saying, but like it could be an undercard match, but I think the match is like you have that like let's say I don't we don't know how long it's going to be. Let's say there's ten matches, seven need to be knocked up. Yeah, the mark. assume assume it's a regular pay per view like. Yeah, I mean ten matches, you're gonna have two title fights obviously. Yeah, because you and you're gonna have. Then we have the May Young Classic Finals. May Young Classic Finals. That's three matches right there. Yeah. Then the NXT Women's Title because we already I already I saw a spoiler, so I already know who's in the finals of the May Young Classic. And I, I have no doubt that match is going to be fantastic. And uh, you have to assume it's going to be Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler in a rematch with the NXT title. And the women's t- the Royal Women's title, the rumor is Nikki and, and, and Ronda to main event. That's the, that's the rumor. And you probably have Charlotte, Becky, too. So that's four quality matches yeah. right there. And we, yeah, we, we already know we're getting Alexa and Trish. Which will be entertaining. Yeah. yeah. How much... Because I don't really remember. How much... Did Trish actually wrestling? Did Trish actually do in the in the women's rumble? She came out number thirty. But how much did she actually do? Was she just doing rumble stuff? She was doing rumble in stuff corners, in corners, or was she doing she, she, any she actual did, wrestling? She had some stuff, but I mean, it wasn't a lot. Yeah, she did a lot of her sh- her, her usual shtick. Okay, and, I didn't I didn't really remember. Yeah, and then Lita's supposed to be there. I think Michelle McCool's supposed to be there, and that's if right now I can remember off the top of my head for Legends. But yeah, you have to assume Sasha Bailey's gonna be on the card, and they'll probably throw a battle royal in there. Oh, for for all we know. Yeah, yeah, for everybody else. Yeah, everybody else that doesn't. Like, get hey, we to get you on the card somehow. <laughs> I just hope it it's good. Yeah. I hope that I hope they do it well. Mm-hmm. Um, another SmackDown thing. One of the highlights of the week for me, the New Day segment. So good with the return <laughs> of King Booker. King Book. Loved literally every single <laughs> second of this. Everything about this was great. I was I, I love Biggie was mad he didn't get a name. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. You're big. He went from them showing the close-up of his face, so smiling, so excited to get his name. <laughs> <laughs> P- pardon me, pardon me, my liege. 
so still good. trying to be kind of polite. And Booker doing the accent is great. The entrance is great. Him welcoming them into the five-time club. Awesome. Five-time. Five-time. Yeah, anytime somebody goes to five-time chip, I need King Booker. What was it? It was, it was Xavier the Wise and Kofi the Brave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're big. You're big. <laughs> Yeah, it, w- it was excellent. I thought it was great when Big E said he just went full Saxton on me. <laughs> <laughs> and he was trying to figure out what that was. Yeah, and Booger was like, I know you did not just say that. <coughs> I thought that segment was great. I'm happy they're the champs again because if nothing else, they're fun. We've obviously, I think I said this exact thing last week, they've had some ups and downs in the last couple of years, but they're they are still consistently one of the more I mean, fun No offense, but they're the a lot more entertaining than the Bludgeon Brothers. Yes. Well, yeah, infinitely more entertaining than them. Um, we had the triple threat match. Who ended up winning that? I don't even remember. Uh, oh, Cesaro and Sheamus, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any chance they win the belts back? I feel like they need New Day to just hold on to it for a while. Well, I just want the New Day to face a different set of challengers because when um they made this announcement, I was like, didn't they just do this last month with four teams and now it's six teams? Yeah. And they dug the colognes up from somewhere. Well, yeah. I, I forgot they were even on the roster. Yeah, I was too. And then I thought they may be on the alumni set. <laughs> I did double check. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and then when they said a 16 tour, I was like, do they have 16 on SmackDown? And I was like, oh, I forgot I forgot about Sanity. I forgot about the Usos. And they got Rusev Day in there because Aiden kind of got them in because he, he proposed to Paige. And I don't know where they're going to go because the bar, they were talking to the club, talking back to you with the club a couple weeks ago about the titles, and now Rusev and Aiden's story, that's still going. Aiden seems to be back on Rusev and Lana's good side. So I wonder where we're going to go. I just don't want to, I just hope it's New Day versus Rusev Day. Cause I, think, I, think, I just think that would be fun because it's something new. That's the only thing that wouldn't upset me is if the New Day did lose the titles to Rusev Day. Well, I just want to see the match because I think it will be fun because we've seen the New Day versus The Bar. We've seen the New Day versus Usos. We've seen it a lot. So I think New Day versus Rusev Day will be really fun. And we know they have some history with Rusev um, disrespecting Big E's pancakes before. <laughs> so, yes, I would love I hope. Yeah, I hope that ends up being the match. Uh, and speaking of tag teams, Dash and Dawson defeated the B team on Monday. Any chance that Dash and Dawson end up where we thought they would be like a year or two ago? Or do you think it's kind of over for them? It's not over. Well, I don't think it's over. They just got to stay healthy. It's yeah. It's over the tag team division because it's like <laughs> not just them. The entire, <laughs> the entire tag division, team division is, is gone. Yeah, it's just like they're thrown in there now. And like I, I tell you, sometimes I have to watch on Hulu because I'll miss some stuff. And and t- the tag team stuff they kick they put out most of the time. There's always one. There's usually one women's match to take out. And now it's a tag team match. And they said Vince doesn't care anymore. He's lost interest in it, which is a shame because these, a lot of these teams are really good. But you, you have to assume that the Revival actually get the titles. But will they, will they do anything special? Who knows? I don't think they'll do I think we know for sure they won't do anything special. But I hope they get the titles because that was exactly what they said on Raw, is this tag team division has become a joke. We've gone from, what they say, like the Road Warriors to... Uh, Arn and Tully, and now we have the B team. This is a joke. And I would like the idea of them getting back to we're the greatest tag team in the world and getting to actually building the be portrayed that way. Yeah, building the titles the up a little more, um, get a little more interest in, in the division. Doing something to refresh. Yeah, I'm hoping that they win the titles. I'm hoping they get a decent run with it. 
But like Alo said, if Vince doesn't care about tag team wrestling, I don't know how much we should really get our hopes up for anything in a tag team division. Um, we had a ton of advertisement for HBK on Raw <laughs> next week. <laughs> That's not HBK. And all I can say is I don't care at all. <laughs> I don't need to see him. I don't want to see him. He's not HBK anymore. And he hasn't been HBK for a very long time. And not to mention, he's promoting Triple H in the Undertaker. It's 2018. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Nah. I mean, I did like some of the stuff where they were interviewing the uh, the um, legend. Kind of gave it kind of a feel for that match. But, I mean, the HBK thing might be a little too much. And, again, I'm not I'm not even an anti-Triple H guy, but is he really a, a, a draw? <laughs> I don't want to see this either. To me, he's he's a big name within wrestling. What's one of last favorite wrestlers? Yeah, he's, but he's not a a draw. People aren't dying to see more Triple H. He's just a guy who has a big name within the community of people who already watch it every week. Yeah, because um, a friend of mine, uh, Cherie, she, uh, she I, I think I told you she like she called me the other day specifically to talk about SummerSlam. Her face just lit up right now yeah. because she's been dying to yeah. get mentioned <laughs> on the show. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah. So her her boyfriend he uh, he's a wrestling fan. Listen to the show. And she just watched SummerSlam with him. So, like, the next day she called me. She's like, did you see SummerSlam? She's like, tell me, tell me what happened. And she's like, I don't know these people. She's like, Triple H with Undertaker? That's it. That's what I want to see. But, <laughs> that's why I So, Cherie is the one who has <laughs> yes. been drawn in by yeah. Triple H Undertaker. Yeah. He sold her. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, I don't want to see. I don't care. Well, I was going to ask you, do you know one person who would tune in? Oh, if Triple H is wrestling, I'll tune in. And you, you beat me to it. You found one person. <laughs> yeah, I... Cherie, I hope you watch it, and I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, I don't want to see this. I don't. Like, I don't want to see Hunter anymore. I love you, but you're my favorite wrestler of all time, but I... Be, just be a character on television, but don't. I don't want to see you wrestle anymore. I don't. If you want to wrestle somebody, wrestle a younger guy, because I can actually get behind that. Right. I can get behind you wrestling AJ. I can get behind you wrestling Finn. I can get behind you wrestling Owens. But I don't want to see the Undertaker, Undertaker again. It's the end of an era. Again. And then the best Again. thing, and the best thing about the last one was nothing changed. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nothing changed. There's no, there's no need for it. It's not the late '90s. It's not 2008 or 2009. It's or almost 2020, or, and we're still talking about this. Yeah. And honestly, this is one of the reasons why a door has been open for something like the Bullet Club. Yep. To take off the way it has, because WWE just keeps recycling the same guys that we've seen for 10 or 20 years. And at a certain point, no, like what young person, what 10-year-old watching wrestling is going to get excited to watch Triple H and The Undertaker? They're not on the show. It's not like you see them on a weekly basis. But, and by the way, isn't everybody really happy that Hulk Hogan got added back into the fold? <laughs> How great has WWE been since Hulk Hogan came back? It's just another thing that doesn't matter. Just wasting their time. I could break out my Hulk Hogan pack. wrestling buddy again. So. <laughs> Did you break it out? I, I can now. Okay. With, with no Will shame. you? He doesn't have a pull string that says any anything bad. So, <laughs> okay. so he won't get himself in trouble. Yeah, no, no, he won't. All right, good. Speaking of WWE now letting younger guys shine, did you see the report of The Rock being the rumored Royal Rumble winner to wrestle Roman Reigns? I didn't see that. I The only things I've seen is that they're basically saying he's almost definitely going to have a match at WrestleMania. And again, The Rock, one of the all-time greats, has made it bigger 
in Hollywood than anyone else in the wrestling industry. He'll have a draw just because he's a name. He'll be. He's definitely a draw. I just don't need to see him wrestle. Yeah, for, for for me, I love The Rock. He's one of the people I look up to in life. Real positive guy. Everything I strive to be. But like, as the wrestling fan, it's like, do I want to see him versus Roman Reigns? I would love to because I think that can get personal because they are they are family, but Those they're not. Lineage. They're not. Um, yeah, the lineage is there, but they're not like immediate family. Roman has said that before. Roman got him booed. He has that to hold <laughs> over his head. Yeah. So like, well, let me not lie. Like, I don't. I'm not dying to see The Rock in a wrestling match. But that does not mean I won't find The Rock entertaining if he shows up yeah. on TV. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, The Rock Elias in a dueling guitar session, <laughs> TV, right there. That 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 would be so great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I love The Rock, you know. But it's like even Seth commented on it. Uh, Seth said that that we we don't need The Rock to headline WrestleMania. Seth I- has been listening to this show <laughs> because that's something I know for sure I've been saying a lot the last two years is that you're never going to build up your next generation of stars because you're always putting them behind the previous two generation stars. And then in 20 years, you're not going to have big names to bring back because your biggest guys in this generation are not going to get as big as they should get. Yeah, like, like we right know like the bigger names are going to be on... like. Part timers like John mm-hmm. Cena, he's considered a part time not part timer now, but he grew up in our era, so he he could own that. The uh, you're know you're gonna get Triple H, you know you're gonna get Undertaker, this this anonymous WrestleMania, but like like I don't really need to see another part timer like get all the spotlight for WrestleMania. I don't. Yeah. What do you think the odds are of that happening? I don't know, cause it's in New York. I mean, you know, Vince would love. To do it, if it's up to Vince, he'll have the Rock yeah. in the main event. It's just, it's just a report. But and how much you think it will get on Triple's nerves <laughs> if Triples. Rock Triples. is in the main event? Because he wants to be equivalent to the Rock so bad, and he's just not. Yeah, I have no clue. I don't know how he feels about the Rock anymore. H's. Yeah, because I've <laughs> I, 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 I been to um, bring this up because. On one of Triple H's documentaries, they talked about him trying to get into the movie world. He was like, oh, it wasn't for me. I had offers. And <laughs> I turned down. I'm like, no, no, Hunter, stop, stop. stop. No, you did it. He did have that one movie where he was a bus driver. The Chaperone. For the Chaperone, yeah. Yeah, they, they showed the clips of that. Out. They were, yeah. <laughs> that I didn't see. I saw a movie where he was, like, just getting released from prison. He was in Blade Trinity. I know that for Yeah, a it fact. wasn't that either. I don't remember what this was called. Now, this movie, like, took I'm, place I don't in Louisiana. I watched that like a couple of years ago, and I didn't hate it. It was really? it was good enough that I watched the whole thing. Really? Yeah, because because yeah. he talked about on the documentary, he's like, yeah, I, I got offers, but it's not really my thing. But like Hunter, you're not the rock. Because I, I eat, <laughs> sleep, and breathe this business. Yeah, because I was like, Hunter, I was like Hunter, stop, <laughs> stop. But like, like I, I I just like I love these guys. They always they oh they always hold a special place in my heart. But it's just like, go away. <laughs> Right, like the 1993 Phillies have a very <laughs> special place in my heart, but I don't need to see them play baseball yeah. anymore. The 2003 or the 2004 Philadelphia Eagles hold a very special place in my heart. I don't need to see them all step back out on the field. Yeah. At a certain point, like, just let it go. And I feel like hopefully this really is the last time ever. Um I think you're talking about the chaperone. Yeah, he might have been the chaperone because he came out of prison. Yeah, he they might have been the bus driver. Okay. Because he's only done, I think, one WWE movie. The name The Chaperone sounds to me like a kid's movie. It is. Yeah, then that's definitely not what I saw. This is definitely more mature, for more mature audiences than that. 
but I don't. I really don't remember what it was called. Um, that's everything I have in my notes. Is there anything else from the weekly shows this week that you want to bring up? Um, no, I think I'm good. Joseph, anything you could think of? I mean, not offhand. I mean, we, we covered a lot of the bases. We had the great match with uh, Kevin Owens, which was a highlight. Um, we had a bad match with, um, what's her face? Feel the Glow. Oh, Naomi and Naomi. Billy Kay. Billy Kay was a pretty bad match. It looked like it was a rehearsal match. <laughs> um, touched on Daniel Bryan, things like that. Uh, overall, yeah, I mean. We hit everything we needed to. Yeah, we hit the, we hit the high notes <laughs> and the low notes. Yes. Oh, Got some speaking of the covers. low notes, don't let Bobby Lashley talk anymore. <laughs> that, I hated that segment he had backstage with Corbin. He just looks oh, so uncomfortable and awkward. Thank you. How great was Baron Corbin on Monday? He, I mean, he was great. And my, <laughs> my favorite thing is that he comes out and says, I'm about to give you a match that... <laughs> Nobody would have ever thought of. Yeah, it's but the match the he match. proposed was the match that Dolph and Galloway just said they wanted. I guess that's something we can touch upon. Is Corbin? He's been really good in his role. Oh, I, um, like, I don't know what he did to get this position. He's got a lot of TV time, and he's doing well with it. Like when he set the matchup with, with him with Finn was fantastic. Yeah, he says, it was. I'm, no surprises. I'm facing Finn Balor, <laughs> the man. And then. We had, after he got disqualified at first, he when he says gets on the ring says, "Oh man, I forgot I've been so busy lately. I gotta tell you, this is another disqualification match." <laughs> <That's> so good. <laughs> I yeah, point that out. I enjoyed that, and also, our truth still <laughs> seeking out his match with Carmella. Please keep doing it every week. And this one was only about 15, 20 seconds long, but again, enough. one of the high points of the week. For it was me. enough. It was more than enough. I really want him to come out to the ring while he wrestles one day. Me too. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate him winning Money in the Bank for her to win the championship again and him to try to cash in on Carmella or the women's champion. Well, I just want to see him take the belt and hold it up. Uh, that would be <laughs> unbelievable if he did that. Yeah, keep doing it. Whoever's writing it, keep doing it. Let him. Let him keep chasing Carmella. Um, I wish I could remember what it was he said to Renee. It was something amazing though. <laughs> I'm never gonna. I forgot exactly it. what he said, uh, but it was great. Um, that's everything. Then we have any listener questions this week? Yep, got a question from the Godfather, Joe Lafferty. Big triple, big H guy. Yeah, big Lashley guy. guy. <laughs> yes, loves them both. Yeah, I haven't heard of Lashley's all in a long time. <laughs> uh, he says, "Are you rooting for All In? While it's in its infancy stages, there you go. Now that <laughs> I hope that it's the resurgence of the NWA." It will take time to compete with Vince, but the Smashing Pumpkins tour is no coincidence. A few more of those in Billy's checkbook could become dangerous. I am definitely rooting for it because I think anything anyone can do that makes WWE look over their shoulder even a little bit is good. Anything anyone can do that makes Vince even a little bit uncomfortable is good. And... The, the phrasing all in, like these are guys that are betting on themselves. They could go for the safe money in WWE if they want to, but they would rather go do their own thing, do it their way, and have a chance for maybe even potentially bigger rewards for themselves than if they just took the sure money in WWE. And I really relate to this. You know, in my own life, I have basically left a job that 
I knew paid me enough to try to bet on myself to figure out what's next and give myself the time and the room to do it. So I'm absolutely rooting for these guys, and clearly they've already been more successful than most people expected. And Billy Corgan, I've said this on the show many times, he's somebody who obviously is a very creative guy. He's had a very long, successful music career. He obviously is very passionate about the wrestling business. And I'm just happy that his mind is involved in the wrestling business and doing something outside of WWE. I think what he's done with 10 Pounds of Gold has been excellent. I think getting the NWA championship on this show is excellent exposure for it and makes it even more important. So, yeah, if you if you can mix Billy Corgan's kind of different view of how wrestling should be portrayed, plus him maybe having some more money to work with, I don't... I don't foresee him necessarily competing with WWE, but I think he can be he can turn NWA into a viable alternative brand. Yeah, I agree. Like I really want this to succeed because talking with Nick Aldis, it was like a great interview. And even when Billy Corgan was a part of Impact, got born to part, be a part of Impact, a lot of the ideas he had had they were they were like really different. And I remember one time he was on Vince Russo's show, and him and Vince Russo were debating about it. And Corgan was like, no, Vince, this is what you have to do now. Like, the world the world of wrestling has changed. <clears throat> and you're seeing that. Like, he has the 10 Pounds of Gold series, and he's bringing it back wrestling. He's bringing it, he's help, trying to bring that feel back to wrestling that you had in the 70s and the 80s, like, with that whole 10 Pounds of Gold series. Because no matter what and no matter who he's facing, they're telling a story. Yeah, I think one of the things Billy Corgan said in that interview, because I, I remember listening to it, I think he said... Either you need to make the business of wrestling be part of the story, like the behind-the-scenes stuff that everybody thinks they know about, make that part of the story, or go far, go further into fiction. And that's kind of where he went, I think. I think that's probably a big part of where the stuff with uh, Broken Matt Hardy came from. Um, they had that leeway to kind of go out even further... But they went far. Yeah, but what he's doing with the NWA is kind of more back to, like, the basics of wrestling. And he's probably going to try to build it up to be more than that, but I think for right now, he's been very successful. Are, are you rooting for the guys at all? Definitely. I have no reason not to root for him. Competition in any form is healthy. Do I ever think he's going to, I mean, it's not David versus Goliath. They're not going to take out the Giant. But to put them a little more on edge, to give them a little more to work with, will give fans more. So, yeah, I'm rooting for him, and I, I love to watch wrestling in any form. So, good matches, always welcome. Yeah, agreed. All right, we got a question from Elite Collector 215. Okay. Elite. <laughs> what are the chances that VKM owns stock in Ring of Honor, New Japan, or any other wrestling promotion besides his own? It's a good question. Uh, I would say zero just because I think his ego is too big to step outside of what he's directly involved in and what he directly feels like is his. So I would say zero percent chance. What do you think, Joey? I'd go with a hard five. Five percent chance. <laughs> a hard so it's not five. impossible. A hard five. So I mean, it's not really bulging past that four or six. Hard five. Right. Hard five. <laughs> well, me, I don't think he does at all because. He doesn't know any promote. He never knows any promotions other than his own. And then, as far as the whole garden thing, he probably just heard wrestling was coming to the garden. 
Yeah. And he didn't want it there. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like if he owned stock in Ring of Honor, he would obviously want it to do better. Or if he owned stock in New Japan, he would want it to do better. And not, and not try to steal as much talent from these places as he can. Well, so, it's not him stealing the talent. It's just it's Triple H and the scouting team who go out and get the talent. But, like, he wouldn't be interested in raiding these rosters yeah. if he owned stock in these companies. Yeah. Because, obviously, he'd want them to prosper. And if you're taking their top guys, it makes it harder for them to, to grow. Um, so I would say zero mostly because of his ego. Is that everything for questions? I would say five because... Well, we got to push fire Barry. (laughs) Fair enough. Push fire Barry. Okay. This one is interesting. (laughs) So number one, Enzo. Okay, wow. Off to a hot start. Stephen A. Smith. (laughs) Okay. Fire. Oof. And... (laughs) The cheese from Penn College. <laughs> <laughs> from where? Penn College. Uh, the school I went to in Williamsport for che- three months. They had cheese At orientation, they had a cheesesteak. And I was like, oh, you know, a little taste at home. And it was awful. Worst cheesesteak I've ever had. All right, so Push Fireberry, Enzo, Stephen A., and the cheesesteak from Penn College. Oof, man. It's another good one. He's very good at this. There's, like, no personal interest for me in pushing any of this. <laughs> well, Enzo said he's not wrestling again. I still push Enzo. <laughs> this is really tough. Fire Stephen A. Um, and bury the cheesesteak. Man, okay. So the hardest part, obviously, is always figuring out what to push. And the one week, obviously, I had an easy one with my job for selfish reasons. I mean, I pushed Chrisley, for God's sake, one week just because the other options were so bad. Oh, God. I hate Enzo so much, and I really hated that cheesesteak. <laughs> and, I mean, I do... It's interesting, though. I do hate Stephen A. Smith, but I respect him because he was just a local Philadelphia beat writer for the Sixers, Got himself onto ESPN, I want to say, like, maybe 2004. Mm -hmm. So, like, a long time ago. And he's hung around for so long at ESPN. Is now one of, like, the the bigger-known media guys in the world. And I think Stephen A, maybe, just thinking about this for the 30 or 40 seconds I have so far, I think he's, like, one of those things that, like, you love to hate. Yeah. Like, there's a, a certain enjoyment I get out of hating him where I hear him say something and I just want to jump through the TV <laughs> and argue with him that second. Whereas Enzo, I just find disgusting and talentless and that cheesesteak was horrible. <laughs> and I really like to bury the thing I want to punish the most. Because Enzo already got fired... <laughs> And firing him might not be such a blow. I'm gonna bury and en- I'm gonna push Stephen A. Smith. I'm gonna bury Enzo, and I'm gonna fire that cheesesteak from Penn College. It is the worst thing I've ever eaten. So yes, push Stephen A. Smith, bury Enzo Amore, and. 
Penn College cheesesteak, I will fire your ass. <laughs> so that is Push Fireberry this week. <coughs> Laugh. Outdid yourself again. Excellent three choices. Never easy. And I guess that is kind of what makes it most fun, is the <laughs> to not want to push anybody to have to make that decision. Uh, so are you ready for Stump Alo? Yes. All right. So Stump Alo. According to the internet, the first 17 Hell in a Cell matches included either Triple or Taker. Man, I wonder what these old men are up to. Anywho, who, who fought in the first Hell in a Cell to not include one of these cats? Extra credit for when it occurred. Kane and Mankind episode roll. That is not what he has. You said it didn't involve Kane or Taker? It didn't involve Kane or didn't involve Taker or Triple. So he's saying the first 17 Hell in a Cell matches had either Triple H or The Undertaker involved in. Okay. Which one didn't include either one of them? Oh, you said Kane and Taker. Yeah, it doesn't Kane, have to No, I said one. Kane and Mankind. Oh. That so, was an episode of Raw. Interesting. So that's not what he has. So I don't know if the ones he has were just pay-per-view. All right, well, let me... Well, I'll fact-check that, but I'll give you the answer that (laughs) he may have. Okay, so... um, All right, I might just have to shout them all out. The first Hell in a Cell is uh, Michael's and... Wait, you're just going to run off every Hell in a Cell matchup. All right, go go ahead. HBK Michael's Bad Blood, second one was King of the Ring 98 with with Foley and Taker. The one on Raw happened... That year too, I believe. Almost positive. It might have happened a week. I think it happened the week before that came. Take um, Taker and Foley. Um, then it came back at WrestleMania 15 with the um, Taker and Boss Man. WrestleMania No Way Out 2000 Triple H and Foley. Before you go on, yeah, the fourth one ever was Mankind versus Kane. The fourth one ended in a no contest. August 24th, 1998. So it just had its 20th anniversary a few days ago. You said that was the fourth? That was the fourth one. So the first one was Michael's Taker. Second one, Undertaker and Stone Cold defeated Mankind and Kane. That was also on Raw. Okay, so I, I missed one. Taker, Mankind at King of the Ring. Mankind, Kane on Raw. Which other ones did you say? I said um, Taker and Bossman, mm-hmm. 15. Then it was uh, Triple H versus Foley and No Way Out 2000. Then there was the Armageddon Hell in a Cell match mm-hmm. with the with the six guys. There was a kennel from hell, if you want to count that, <laughs> at Unforgiven 1999 with Bossman and Al Snow. I'm not sure if he was counting that. Yeah, and that's not on the okay. on the official Wikipedia list of okay. Hell in a Cell matches. Okay, in 2001, was it Hell in a Cell 2001? There was no Hell in a Cell in 2001. <laughs> The, the invasion started. Yeah, no Hell in a Cell 2000. 2002 comes. It was Triple H and Jericho. Mm-hmm. Then a few months later, uh, Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. We're in 2003 now. Yep. God, I, I just went through six years. <laughs> <laughs> We're in 2003 now. Um, Oh, Nash and Hunter. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't think 
There was another one in 2003. There was not. Okay, we're on 2004 now. So, 2004 was Triple H and Sean and mm-hmm. Mad Blood. Is that, the, is that wait, 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 wait. 2004, JBL didn't have a helmet, so. Correct. 2005 now. Oh. I just got this right through eight years. 2005. Triple H for Batista mm-hmm. <laughs> and Vengeance. Yes. Uh, You've named the first twelve so far. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Triple H. There was there was only one in two thousand five, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no, no. There's one more at the end of two thousand. End of two thousand five. Uh, oh, Taker Norton mm-hmm. and Armageddon. In two thousand six, now it was DX against. The like man's in the big in the show. Mm-hmm. Is that the only one so? F- that's the one. The only one. No, here so far you've listed all fourteen. In no, order. but that one in two thousand six. Did I skip something between that? Mm-mm. Okay, in two thousand so two thousand six that was out. So, uh, two thousand six. That was that was unforgiveness. That was September. So I'm doing 2006, 2007 now. Uh, this might get interesting. 2007, February there was no Hell in a Cell match. January there was no Hell in a Cell match. What's the main no Hell in a Cell match? No Hell in a Cell, no Hell in a Cell. Oh, uh, there was a Hell in a Cell in 2007, was it? There was one. There was one. At Survivor Series. Oh, um, what's the name? Taker, Taker and Batista. Um, 2008 now. There's one. <laughs> that was Edge and Undertaker. Mm-hmm. 2009 now. Mm-hmm. It took that long to not have Triple H or Undertaker? So far, yeah. You've listed the first 16. Was it Randy and, T- and Cena? Yes. <laughs> In 2009. Well, excellent work. <laughs> Oh, you're done? Yeah. <laughs> so you listed the first 17 Hell in a Cell <laughs> matches chronologically. Unreal. Um, so that's it for questions. Uh, Joel Embiid, I assume if you're not back in town yet, you will be soon. Come and trust the process with Matt Madness. Roco stops sleeping with people's wives. Yeah, allegedly that's something that happened. Uh, hopefully that's not true. Um, LeBron, once again, the throne's still waiting. <laughs> not even going to pretend anymore. Um, subscribe on iTunes, five star ratings and reviews. Alo, preps not here, but excellent job on Roddy versus the world. Mm. Thank you, I yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, if there was a way to give a standing ovation while driving, <laughs> I, I would have gave you one because I was screaming "Yes, Queen!" The whole time. <laughs> I was, I was like, "This is life right here." That is the first "Yes, Queen" I've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah, so yes. thank you, I appreciate the it yes, even queen. more. Yes. Yeah, now you need a shirt. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, because me and you, we have like similar like. We had, we had similar aspirations growing up, so it's like, this is what life is. It's not mm-hmm. about the job you have. It's about the kind of person you are, how you affect people, because the people that have these good jobs or whatever, they could be the biggest dickhead in the mm-hmm. world. And at the same time, your job should not define you, because at the end of the day, no matter what, the, 
you're still working for somebody. Right. Unless you own it, you're still working for somebody. So that's another story for another day. Yeah. I, I, I can go another 20 minutes about that. I appreciate it. I'm happy that it hit home for you. That was the least prepared I've been for a show so Couldn't far. Tell. That was just like a rant off the top of my head. Couldn't tell. Because um, we, we all go through those problems. It's just like we're thinking about our job or whatever. But And you might stress out about your job and stuff. But it's like... Everybody has that job that they don't feel like doing, but sometimes they just have to. They have to do it. And if you could take the leap and take the time off and do something that you really want to do and be and live comfortably while you're doing that, then do it. But it really hit home because a lot of I think all of us go through that 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 period a lot. Yeah, where you don't like your job and you don't feel as good about yourself because of the job you have, or other people judge you because of the job you have, and it's like ultimately that's really not how we should be judging ourselves based on the job that you have. Yeah. It's like one of the worst ways to judge people. So yeah. I'm glad that uh, that it found a home with you. Yes. <laughs> uh, so thank you for that. So for Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, then now forever. Love you. See Kane Joe Rottermill. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery. Enjoy all in this weekend, and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope, but the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince man, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the cell.